0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Take 57, all you sweets, We are here, and we have a fun pod for y'all today. First and foremost, we're going to do a quick Halloween follow-up. How about that? How about that intro music? My word. And then Keeks has an announcement, and then I also have an announcement. Just announcements left and right. We're going to give you guys a quick update regarding IMDB 250, what we're doing with that. Some movie news, very brief, and then we're going to end this podcast with movie reviews. Uh, Keeks saw Jesus King, I saw Motherless Brooklyn, and then we both saw Terminator, Dark Fate, and yeah, we, we have some thoughts. We, we have some things we want to say about Terminator, Dark Fate. So, without further ado, Keeks, how was Halloween?
1: Sweet! it was so good dude we were gonna watch the goonies and then we watched like three hours of love island so <laughs> <laughs> it was, oh it was great and we bought candy to give out to kids but um yeah no one came to the door so we still have candy oh, and i've been eating it which their loss their loss i'm not gonna lie i kinda knew it was gonna happen so we bought two big bags of candy because i was like you know just in case <laughs> i knew i was gonna eat most of it And I have. Oh, can I tell you what? I've eaten. I've got like four Snickers wrappers right here on my desk. (laughs) It's just going to keep piling up. How's your Halloween? What'd you do?
0: Oh, it was good. Just kind of hung out with the family. Uh, Actually did a lot of studying. I took a final exam the next day. Passed it. Let's go. Let's go. Weight lifted
1: off my shoulders. Feels great. How do you feel, dude? You Uh, just got your, you just finished in a PhD in biochemistry, right? That's what it was in.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know. (laughs) uh they're gonna hire me on for the next you know big movie film regarding you know all these crazies the rock too
1: they're gonna hire me on for that <laughs> to create the next deadly virus to launch out of a yep. missile
0: uh so no it's a good it's a good laid back halloween i'm really excited for you know november and christmas i'm a big thanksgiving uh christmas type of guy however i gotta say this as i mentioned in the announcements earlier jives put on a banger of an intro for our halloween special i mean i almost think we have to play it again i and i I
1: loved i i honestly before i even listened to the episode i listened to the intro like eight (laughs) like eight different times
0: yeah so rl grime henry steinway uh if you're listening you can use that for halloween mix uh number nine next year i think jives would 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 appreciate that i don't know but it was good i mean if you guys have you guys have not heard it yet please go listen to take 56 um it was awesome. Kind of brought the mood for that take.
1: Oh yeah. And just like a little little plug for Jives as well. He just released a new single. If you go just if you have Spotify Apple Music, search Jives and give it a listen. You know, support our yeah. boy out. Give him some Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And it's in two minutes, three minutes of your time. Come on. Which we all we all have. Oh yeah. I listened to it. I loved it. I thought it was really cool. It's awesome. Um so
0: we have a few announcements. That we want to announce real quick.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go first. This is, we've been talking about doing this for a couple months now, but we weren't really sure how to have an event like this. So um, I will be in town for the week of Thanksgiving, which just so happens to correspond with the release of Ryan Ruin, sorry, Ruin Johnson, Ruin Johnson's (laughs) new movie, Knives Out. So on Friday, November 29th, at the Geneva Megaplex, we're going to have a sweets reunion, a sweets film, a sweet film talk sweets gathering, and we're going to go see Knives Out. So we'll let you guys know more, more details, but come through, buy your tickets to see Knives Out. It's PG-13, and we'll get each of your kind of like reactions and interviews and, and put them onto the pod of the next take after we, for Knives Out, just to get everyone yeah. involved and have a nice little, you know... We kind of want to meet some of you guys that come out and listen, if you can make it.
0: Yeah. Come one, come all. If, if it's five of you, if it's 15, if it's 30, if it's two, come. Yeah. It'll be good. <laughs> if it's just me It'll, and you, dude. I, <laughs> might be. Who knows? So anyone and everyone is invited. Uh, we might sign some autographs. Who knows? We might hand out stickers. No promises. Ooh. Some little sneaks, uh, some little teases. That. So my two announcements, we actually had another review We're going to read the reviews like what happened um, last uh, time that Keeks read that review. This is titled Watch Out Joe Rogan from Skizzy B. And it reads, (laughs) this is hilarious. (laughs) I love this. I might not get through this. It says, yo, this is the sweetest of all the sweets. Brooks Delmer (laughs) back again with my need for constant attention. This is the only film slash cinema pod I listen to. And for two reasons. TC the Beast, Tatter that is my gamer tag, Beast and TC, <laughs> and Sweet Baby Keeks. These guys keep, it, guys keep their reviews grounded and on a level I can comprehend. I'm no film snob, so it's nice to hear critiques that don't fly over my head. In fact, I've only seen maybe 10% of the stuff they talk about. But I just enjoy listening to their dulcet tones. I like that the pod isn't so big that they can ha- still have their listeners' interactions. They even watched a movie I recommended. Shout out to Kung Fury. Great time, mm-hmm. as I mentioned. The pot is constantly improving and I can't wait to see where it goes from here.
1: Sweet. Oh, sweet
0: Brooks. That just made my day when we saw that. And seriously, you know, we do it for you
1: guys. 100%. I mean, uh, and, and I know that Tanner, you've talked about, but I like to reiterate, I mean, Tanner's Tanner's insight is especially with the lighthouse review where he just gave it how it was. It's like, yeah, I like the movie, but I can't really recommend this to anyone. And that's what we do. Like, we're not going to come in here and try to pick apart every movie and analyze it so much and you guys will hear that more with her Dark Fate review because we know that at the end of the day the people going to movies are like your normal guy, you know, we want to go see movies like Terminator. We want to go see the Kung Furies and the Fast and the Furious 69s of the world because they're fun and it's a way to escape, <laughs> you know. Film is a form, a form of escapism and oh my gosh, I'm escaping <laughs> <laughs> Almost every day I watch a movie or a show. Because not that exactly. life is bad, but it's fun. Exactly. I love how uh, you keep it fun, TC. It's great.
0: Uh, oh, same, same with you. So speaking of fun, um, I want to extend, this is my announcement, I want to extend an invitation to one of our day ones, one of our biggest supporters. Uh, you know who you are, Jen. I have five tickets, Jen Packham, to Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I think three of them are claimed. 945, the district. I would love for you to come and be a part of the Rise of Skywalker and send us a DM if you want to um, join. If you already have tickets, no sweat, but the invitation is there and would love to have you. So you know, that I'm is a, my I'm going to
1: do you one better. I'm going to do you one better. If you have not already reviewed the pod, Jen, then... Leave us five stars and write a written review of whether you're going to make it to the movie or not. Hmm? <laughs> they there We're there we calling go. you straight out right now. So
0: yeah, Jen's one of our biggest supporters and we appreciate all the support. And Brooks has just been, we love the, we love the Instagram stories that he does as of late. It's been, it's been fun. Oh yeah. So those are our announcements. Uh, again, tune in for the Knives Out gathering. Can't wait to have Keeks in town and Becky. And that will be a fun little little meetup. It's Black Friday. It's the day after Thanksgiving. What else are you doing? Oh, Shopping? yeah, we'll Come do
1: we'll, we'll let you we'll get fill you guys in more of when we'll see it. But it'll definitely be Friday the 29th. So uh, of November, um, I don't know why I'd have to reiterate that, but <laughs> you never know. I mean, for me, I'd probably show up November, you know, like December 8th or something like that, thinking that it was the 29th. So just for yeah. all of those of you like me who can't remember their dates, you know,
0: we'll yeah. we'll, we'll make it. <laughs> Um so yeah that's it for the announcements. I guess we have another small one
1: to. Yeah. The um so we've we've talked a ton about wanting to watch the top 250. Me and Tanner have talked about it on the pod. Um I've watched a good amount of the first 10 and we were going to do it last month and then we were going to do it this month, but we just thought <laughs> honestly we want to give ourselves a heads up, a little bit of a head start and we will start that segment the last sun the last Monday of January ring in the new year new pod new segments and that's going to be our first big one love it I'm
0: ready strap it I'm strapping up I'm gonna get geared up for 250 get ready Let's for go. three and a half hour long <laughs> plus, plus January films. January and February is pretty bleak for theater movies oh
1: gosh have you seen some of the trailers for the mo- I've like the new s- Grudge I've seen movie? some of the
0: trailers oh you know Oh, there was one with Tiffany Haddish and oh my another gosh, one saw that I saw, I saw what that was yesterday. it called what was it called I you know sometimes when I sit in the theaters and I see these dumb trailers I almost want to just say out loud when it's quiet after the trailers done and be like that looks dumb let's
1: <laughs> see how many people <laughs> just the peanut laugh. gallery
0: oh my gosh yeah that one looks pretty rough I don't yeah. remember
1: what it's called either but it's oh I I turned to Becky and I was like I did not laugh once in that trailer and you no. know that all of the funniest parts from the movie are in that trailer. Exactly. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty bleak.
0: And, you know, <laughs> whatever. Oh, uh, like no, but bo- February, like a, don't
1: forget the um, Birds like of Prey, boss. the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn is coming out. So, oh, not that bad, yeah. you know? Yeah, Give us another movie DC that, movie.
0: That that trailer, by the way, is called Like a Boss. Gosh, even the title. Mm.
1: Oh. Anyway.
0: Anyways, that was a
1: pretty rough. Trailer. Yeah, moving on.
0: Yeah. So quick movie news. Uh, D&D, the writers of Game of Thrones were, were lined up for Star Wars, and they are no longer doing that. They're on to Netflix. They have a, I think they have a couple of projects lined up for Netflix.
1: Yeah, this whole Star Wars thing was a mess. I mean, I don't know. I kind of felt like it was going to be a mess as soon as they announced that they were going to do those projects.
0: And it's it's almost interesting to see, I mean, we mentioned this before when we did our Pod of Thrones uh, episode regarding Game of Thrones. It's almost interesting to see if, if they wouldn't have been involved with Disney and Star Wars, how Game of Thrones season eight would have ended. I think it would have been better because I think they would have been all focused. And I think on the back of their minds, they're like, holy crap, we have this huge Star Wars project that we got to work on. And I think they got
1: distracted. No, there's, a, I heard... I mean, I haven't, I haven't like listened to these interviews or anything, but apparently, at one of the comic cons, Wifes and Benioff were like, "Yeah, like we know it sucked. Like we were just like, you know, like we just knew that what we did sucked and like wasn't good." Yeah, and I'm thinking, if I'm a creator, how, why would you say that? And apparently, no. around then is when I don't know Disney like fired them and like they stepped away. It seems kind of hazy, but Kathleen Kennedy shot some, shot some shade at them for you know the she basically said we're gonna let them step away so that they can focus on their Netflix deal and Star Wars with their directors has been a mess
0: yeah so here here's fingers crossed that uh you know Star Wars whatever they're doing with it will be good and the Mandalorian it's coming out in, uh geez nine days I know next week. week by week yeah so we will we will give you guys our takes on that Disney plus is November 12th yeah cannot wait. And an, another quick movie news, last one is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse will be releasing April 2022. So look out for that. I love I loved Spider-Verse. That was a really that was a breath of fresh air. We saw that together at Thanksgiving Point. Early yeah, we screening.
1: Got, <laughs> we we like made it seem like we got an early screening, which kind of we did. <laughs> they were yeah. just playing it early for anyone who wanted to see it
0: and that, awesome. that's been
1: such a great surprise i mean that movie is an absolute blast and just gets better with time
0: Hmm. i agree i agree so interest, I, i'm interested to see what they will do with this next one but it'll be great it'll be fun if it's anything like the first one it'll be a blast i'm there sony, early screening baby line it up just do not
1: <laughs> sony please just take your grubby mitts off of Trying to put any creative input into this movie. Let Lord and Miller manage their team. Let's get these directors in. Let's get another just sweet movie out. I cannot wait. We're
0: due. We're due for another one. True. Alright. I'm ready. I'm ready for these movie reviews. This is gonna be a little bit of a shorter podcast, a little bit today. You know, I think so. We, we I, I mean, too. unless
1: I mean I'm gonna be but, straight up honest. I could probably talk about Dark Fate for hours, so I'm glad true. we're gonna keep it to a minimum. <laughs> yeah. Sheesh. Uh, I'm going to start off my first one because I went and saw Jesus is King this week, which is Kanye West's, um, I guess, film that he IMA- his IMAX movie released directed by Nick Knight, who Nick Knight is like a famous musical or uh, music video director. He directed the Bound 2 music video and Kanye West's Black Skinhead music video, along with Lady Gaga's uh, Born This Way music video. So um, in addition to that, he also shot Travis Scott's um Astro World cover as well. So the guy has mm-hmm. he's got some talent. I read some interviews. Or no, he shot um Travis Scott's album cover for Birds in the Track scene Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight. That's what it was. And it's good. It's it's just really different. I mean, it's like 30 minutes so I paid the price to see a movie um to go see a 30 minute Kanye West Film that was filmed in a crater, which is kind of cool. You know, it was artistic. It had some nice shots in it. But yeah. honestly, we're gonna. I'm gonna go with the trend of what we've got, of what we've done so far. Is I'm gonna let one of the user one of our suites review this movie because they let us know that hey, I also went and saw Jesus as King. Um, one of the listeners, uh, one of our sweets, Brendan Rogers said Jesus as King was a really unique movie experience. While well, it may not be entirely worth the money for maybe thirty minutes of actual screen time. The choir gave a chilling performance, and there was a great artistic to the film. The purpose of the movie is still a bit unknown to me, but regardless, it made me want to go listen to Kanye's new album even more than before. Hmm. I, I, I that's one hundred percent what it is. I, on the way home, we listened to Jesus as King, and it's his weakest album. But, uh, Brendan Rogers, one hundred percent agree with what you said. Yep,
0: I guess that's kind of the main point—is to make that little documentary or film, and have you, you know, more motivated to listen to the to the album.
1: Yeah, uh, there was four of us. There was like four (laughs) or five or six people in the theater watching it in this huge IMAX theater that I saw um, Avengers Endgame in. So it's very weird, (laughs) but yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah, it's, it, it was playing here. I don't know if it's still playing, but uh
1: no, it's shout it's out. gone now. It was only a week-long thing. Okay.
0: Shout out Yeezy Easy. Love that. Um so I saw Motherless Brooklyn and I was actually really excited. I wasn't really excited for this film, but I was my interest was, you know.
1: Oh yeah, Edward Norton's great.
0: He is. I think he's a, I think he's a really good actor and he actually directed this film. And basically it's about a detective um private investigator, whatever, want, Edward Norton's character, and he has Tourette syndrome. And he's just trying to figure out why, I mean, it's not really a spoiler, but it happens in the first, like, 10 minutes of the movie, why his boss got killed, like, what he got tangled up with. And so the movie's a little bit scattered. Oh. It, jumps, it jumps around a little bit. doesn't really kind of know what it wants to be. I thought the performances were great. I loved the the score in the film. It had like a nice jazzy tone. Oh, I was, love that. It, it was it was it was, it was uh, placed in the 1950s. I mean, they were driving the older cars. Some of the backdrops of New York were cool, and some of the visuals were awesome. Uh, just the story was kind of a little bit jumpy. And William Dafoe is in it. That's a fun. oh uh, William. Two yeah, weeks in a it, row. I know. And Alec Baldwin always plays kind of like that. Jerky villain, and he does a good job. Same
1: guy in every.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) No, it's true. He's really, he's totally typecasted. Uh, But he does a fine job. I'm going to give this movie a B. I wouldn't say I'm not recommending it, but I'm not discouraging it. So, I mean, if you got a free night and you want to kind of watch a crime drama, uh, yeah, go watch Motherless Brooklyn. It was it was a fine film. I'm going to give it a B.
1: Yeah. um, Also, that's my grade for Jesus is King. I give it a B just because I think. And every aspect of the movie worked pretty well. And it was well shot. And sure. just like Brendan said, too, like, you know, you don't really know what it's supposed to be. But there was a certain artistic creativity value to it that picked it up to a B for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I You know, I would say if anyone's looking to go see a movie, go see Motherless Brooklyn. Go give yeah, it, just like an independent movie a little bit more buzz, a little bit more money so they can continue to make films like that.
0: Yeah. And like I said, the performances were fine. It just... I just don't think it'll get a lot of, you know, friction in the, in the box office and just kind of jumpy. So, but it, it was a fine film. So yeah, go check, go check that out if you're looking for a new movie. And I will say this, what we're about to talk about that is not getting a beat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've saved in this case, the worst for last. This is, yes. And it's like not even worse. It's just like, there's so much about terminator dark fate that i want to talk about like this is gonna be we have to get into spoilers when it comes to this obviously we'll yeah. do a little intro to the movie but we're there we, we can't not talk about spoilers
0: yes this is definitely a spoiler spoiler filled pod here when, when we get to that point of course so i mean i'm personally a terminator fan I love Terminator 1 and 2, as I have mentioned before on this pod. And I watched Terminator 1 and 2 for the first time like over a year and a half ago. I just never got to it. I finally got to it. And I loved it. Like, I love the story. The concept is so cool. The action is great. I mean, the, those first two movies I would recommend to anybody.
1: Oh, 100%. And then,
0: and then it just dropped. I didn't see Terminator 3. I know you watched that recently. I yes. did watch Terminator Salvation, which I thought was Okay. However, I watched that when I was like a sophomore, or junior in high school, so I don't remember jack about it.
1: <laughs> Dude, the only thing I um, remembered from that was like the motorcycles. They had like the Terminator motorcycle robots that were so sweet. Yeah, when I yeah, was like fifteen. Cool. So I don't know if they still work now.
0: Yeah, just Terminator. I, I I might have to watch rewatch Terminator Salvation or just get a quick like YouTube recap. Didn't get to Genesis either. Oh. But dark fate, dark fate was kind of getting some weird buzz. Some people liked it, some people didn't like it, and it was just all over the place. Like it almost contradicted everything that happened in Terminator One and Two.
1: They, you know? That's that's it, what it does. I mean, the movie kind of ruins what Terminator Two s- teaches and the protagonists and the characters that they set up. And we'll get more into that because I feel like Terminator has lost its way over the last twenty years of you know what makes the first two fun, and what has made the rest of them so bad. But what what is? give us a little synopsis of Dark Fate.
0: Basically, all it is is Sarah Connor, she's back, and another hybrid, you know, cyborg, human-like uh, Terminator is, they're supposed to protect this young girl from another Terminator. I mean, it's just been rehashed. That's all it is, you know what I mean? And yeah. I feel like they can't find a new plot it was very predictable. Uh, I will say this. I did like the ac- action set pieces. I thought the action flowed pretty well. I mean, right out of the gate, like the first 20 minutes, that fight scene and the um, machinery. Oh, yeah. That was that was pretty cool.
1: Honestly, and like I, the first – those first 20 minutes, I'm like, okay, let's go. Like the, I can yeah. see why everyone said this is really good.
0: Yeah, and I thought Mackenzie Davis did a good job as Grace. Um, wonderful had Linda Hamilton back as Sarah Connor. True. Um, and they gave it away like Arnold Schwarzenegger's in the film. I, I thought that'd be kind of fun if they kept that hidden. But again, it's marketing. You want to get people to go fill the seats up because it's Arnold. You know, he's going to be there. Arnold. I I thought some of the lines were really cheesy. I mean, it shows in the trailer when she's like, I'll be back.
1: Oh, ah! I hate that they do that. Uh, you know, Ugh. I was I was convinced that when Mackenzie Davis showed up to save the girl, Danny, she was going to say come with me if you want to live but instead she's like she says something along the lines of we only have 30 30, there's only 30 seconds we have until you die and then they run off it's like just say come with me if you want to live don't like make it a weird convoluted phrase (laughs) i mean go for it
0: here's the exact time frame now we have 28.5
1: It's like it's like oh that's oddly specific. Just say come with me if you want to live. That's that's what she's saying, but with thirty extra words.
0: Yeah, and that and that's the thing I liked about Terminator One and Two is I liked the characters. Like I loved you know Sarah Connor, John Connor, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I loved their chemistry and their you know their banter. But uh, I really didn't feel attached to these characters. There was actually some funny moments with Arnold Schwarzenegger, but overall it was just kind of confusing. It was all over the place. Again, the action was fine. The performances were okay, and it, as a standalone action movie, I think it'd be okay. But yeah. for a Terminator, for a Gosh, Terminator, even my film, dog
1: hates it. <laughs> you can hear her barking in the background.
0: <laughs> for for a Terminator film, I'm going to give it a C minus. Gosh, I was kind of wavering between a D plus, but I'm just going to give it a C minus.
1: Okay, So no, that's I, my grade. Before we get into spoilers, and here's a, so here's what I've noticed: is the first two movies are very grounded. And on the surface, Terminator 1 is a horror movie about this killer robot that's trying to kill the mother of the future Rebellion's leader. But then on the, you know, the the overarching arching theme is her coming to understand her worth and coming to understand herself and becoming a powerful woman. And then Terminator 2 is, okay, they flip it on its head. Arnold's back and has been reprogrammed to save Sarah Connor's son. And you have another which Terminator was, that's been sent in time. Which I
0: thought was awesome for, from him going to a villain to the hero. Yes. You know? it was
1: but cool. like, the thing is, is it works so well because it ends up being a movie about family and like a dysfunctional family and how you can make that work. And, you know, you don't have to have a conventional family to feel that love and that acceptance. And the immediately I noticed after watching Terminator 3 is they just throw all of that out of the way. And it's just let's bring back a big, powerful robot. Let's bring back Arnold and let's make a lot of explosions, which is not what the first two are about at all. They feel so grounded and so real. And then they send these just extremely complicated robots back. Like the one in T3 can like control like machines and can like, is kind of like a T1000 and is like indestructible. And it just, it totally loses the sense of realism that the other two have because it's just so posterous. Yeah. Yep. And that's exactly what this falls into too. There's no voice behind it. It just feels like a rehash of all the other movies before it. And exactly. I think Tim Miller directs it well. (laughs) Like, I mean, you can't like the, I think the acting was good. I think the direction was good. I think the, the editing was fine, except for it's really drags in the middle. But the script yeah. is horrible.
0: Uh, it really is. And some of the CGI is glaringly bad. I remember watching the trailer thinking, ooh. There's some good CGI, don't get me wrong. But there's some where I'm like, ooh.
1: Um, right the first fighter? scene, the first thing that we'll talk about in in spoilers looked really good. I, I, I actually didn't have a complaint much about the CGI. I thought it was pretty okay.
0: Just kind of on the highway fight there, it, it looked pretty and some of the movements so oh, see, but, I, I mean it i'm not, way better than the
1: trailer did
0: yeah i'm not like going to pick it apart and be like oh that's
1: why i hate the movie but oh uh, yeah the shading and the um the highlights <laughs> of the sun didn't exactly hit the face as well yeah no i don't i don't know that uh, you know so are we ready
0: are we ready for sp- what's your grade by the way
1: uh, my grade is a c it's kind of like i said i mean the direction is good the acting's good the i mean the production values great cuz it's a big budget movie but the, the writing just tanks this movie, and as a Terminator movie, this is—I don't even say it's the best one since Term- since Terminator 2. It It's right there in the middle, and the last four have just been bad. Yeah, I, I would say Salvation's the next best after Terminator I would, 2. too, just because it does something different. This is the exact same movie that we've already seen four other times. Yeah,
0: and you get, like, the older John, John Connor in Terminator Salvation. Like, okay. that's kind of— it gives you that type of plot. Yeah, as, and you also uh, Christian get Bell
1: <laughs> in T three. I'm so sorry, but they they had to recast Edward Furlong because he was having um uh, uh personal issues basically going on, so they 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 couldn't cast him. And whoever they cast as John Connor in Terminator three was horrible. Oh my gosh, just the most unconvincing John Connor. Luckily in Salvation, I feel like they do a really cool job and get it right with Christian Bale.
0: Yeah. Um, All right. Ready for the spoilers? This is it, folks.
1: (laughs) What what are we at right now? Okay. Okay, cool. I'm going to write down spoilers in three, two, one, go. So, everyone, it's your boy, The Sweet Cakes. If you, for some reason, want to avoid spoilers and want to see Terminator Dark Fate... Go ahead and skip to 35 minutes, 11 seconds. Um, also, my dog's barking like in the background. Okay, sweet.
0: So Arnold Schwarzenegger does John drapes. Connor
1: dies. <laughs> <laughs> he gets shot in the first, first minute of the movie.
0: Right? Was it like the first five minutes? First minute? Oh, I was like, yeah. What the heck? I was like, what the heck? And it's from, here we go. I'm lashing out. It's from another future. She's, you know, Sarah Connor's like, yeah, I saved. Everybody from Skynet, but uh, you know, never mind. This is from another future, and it's called Legion, and John Connor dies. No, it's not then... from another
1: future. It was from the same time frame right after T2. So they had saved the future and everything, but like Skynet periodically like staggeredly sent out Terminators to kill John Connor? It's like, and why didn't one... you just send them all at once? Right?
0: And one got to them, and they're just, you know, chilling at a Mexican barge, just trying to have a good time, soaking up the
1: beach. Oh, yeah. The de-aging in that looked great. Yeah. The, the de-aging did look cool.
0: Like, wow. Looked, I was like- Arnold looked jacked. Like, that dude gets cut. He went to the gym like eight times that day and just got de-aged.
1: Just got a bunch <laughs> of different bumps in. Just, just took some
0: crazy pre-workout. Like, give me, this, give me some of that.
1: Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding? It's probably something like German and crazy. It's probably like beer and a, like a pretzel hamburger or something like that. <laughs>
0: So, <laughs> I mean, they just
1: bulked him right, up. Off,
0: right off the bat, I was thinking, wait, what? Like, did I just watch Terminator 1 and 2 for nothing?
1: <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. And I was reading it because I was like, like, why did they think this was a good idea? And the story was developed by Tim Miller, um, James Cameron, and someone else. And it was James Cameron's idea to do that. Like, I've seen a lot of outrage that that happened. And they're like, why would they go back and, you know, and the script writers kill off such an iconic character who's so well-developed in T2? It's like, well, it's James Cameron's idea. And I have a theory about this is when developing the story, James Cameron's like, yeah, I think that we should have John Connor die in the, in the beginning. But because he wasn't involved in the writing process, he wasn't able to make that payoff so satisfactory in the end. Like it just all seems like it's like okay he's dead, uh, make way for the let's see who do we need um, want let's see what makes a good movie bring someone in who's a minority okay good we'll make her let la- we'll make the person Latino and another minority we'll make her a woman and that's what it'll work and I'm not saying that that's bad I'm just saying like like make us care about this person. I'm totally fine with this, but there's... And the writing is so bad that it makes his death in vain and doesn't make our character Danny, who's supposed to replace him, likable. Yeah.
0: And I thought I thought Natalia Reyes, Danny, the one that portrayed her, did okay. I thought she did a fine job. Yeah, but she's the weakest of all of them, I'd say. Sure, yeah, I agree. And, there's, you know, that's the thing with movies today is... And this was pretty glaringly... There's a lot of social commentary. Yes, and that goes for, you know, the left and even the right. There's a couple of comments. And, yeah. um, you know, it's just that's how it is with movies these days is it's a lot of social commentary. And that's how it was with, you know, Terminator Dark Fate that had a little bit of social commentary. And we're going to just see it's going to be more prominent. That's what we're going to see over and over. However, um, geez, can I just can I r- keep ripping this apart? Please do. Oh, go off. So, um, the Terminator that is tracking them down. I remember that scene when they're at the border and they get into a helicopter, <laughs> and I'm yeah. thinking to myself, "Wait, can't he just ungel himself?" And the Terminator can just throw him up. Like, you know what I mean?
1: Do you remember that? He like, he just like stops.
0: And he had like a 10 feet jump. I'm like, he can easily get thrown up there and and
1: wreak (laughs) havoc on that helicopter. He literally has an indestructible (laughs) like endoskeleton that can definitely make him out. That would
0: have been cool. Like, oh shoot, he's on Oh shoot, he's getting thrown up there. And then like Sarah and, uh, you know, the whole gang would have been like, oh crap. Like, let's try to shake him off. Like that would have been cool.
1: Oh, yeah. There's no sense of danger in this movie at all. Exactly. Like, that would have been a cool scene. And then, oh, man, there's one line when Grace
0: is explaining how to defeat this Terminator. And she's like, I have a power source. She said, it would be like an EMP. And then Danny is like, what's an EMP?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) The only way I know is because of Call of Duty. If it wasn't for Call of Duty, I wouldn't know what an EMP is.
0: And Grace is like, it's electronic magnetic pulse. It will shut down his system. And she's like, oh.
1: (laughs) It's just, like, so
0: (laughs) cheesy. I was like, oh, my gosh. I just remember rolling my eyes thinking, (laughs) you are kidding. And some of the dialogue was actually pretty funny, especially with Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: Okay, Um, we got to get into this right now. uh, I think this is a great segue into, so the Terminator that kills John Connor in the beginning, we see later on has aged, which, okay, I guess they age now. Um, and <laughs> he's like, once he, I killed John... Wasn't,
0: he wasn't getting his WD-40, man. That's that's the key.
1: <laughs> to his skin, either. Of. And he's like, once I killed your son, John Connor, then I, I realized that I needed a new purpose. And so I found my, wa- my wife and son were being abused. So I've helped raise this family. It's nothing sexual. <laughs> like, what the heck are we... What are we going into now? And it was just so like, and T3 and all the other Terminators, the Terminator says like, I cannot like be repro, like I can't stray away from my mission. I... Where did this come from? That's where the writing comes in. It's like, did they not see the other Terminators where it clearly states that he can't just like learn and adapt. It has to be programmed into him. And this was a previous Terminator that had no sort of learning programmed into him. It was just so clunky. Just the exposition of that was bad.
0: Out of left field, and Grace is
1: like, wait, you can learn? He's like, yes, <laughs> I can. I know how. <laughs> and now, he's a dri- did, did, It was, like, the thing was, is, like, I'm, I'm so torn with this because they made it really funny. But at the same time, it's like, this just ruined every single Terminator he's been that was good. Yeah. In yep, T2, exactly. Sarah Connor reprograms the Terminator to help him, like, Like, understand human, like, um, you know, like, human interactions. It's not to learn, but he, like, understands it. He's still robotic, but he kind of gains an understanding about humanity. Mm -hmm. And this, it's like, he's just, like, sitting in a chair with his legs crossed. And I'm thinking, what kind of robot would sit like that? Just
0: drinking a Corona, enjoying the times. Taking care of the family. And she's like... You guys, are you guys physical contact? He's like, no, no physical contact. I'm a good listener, and I'm nice.
1: I mean, I'm I was st- like, okay,
0: <laughs> all right. Like that's that's kind of the dream guy, you. I guess you want to be with.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna, ladies and fellas. I don't care if you've been with someone for twenty years, thirty years, however long Carl has been with this woman. There is no chance that she did not try to. Jump his joints exactly. There's there no chance. Like she was just like, yeah, no, that's really nice. Like you know, her. She's talking with her friends. Like so, so how are things with Carl? You know, it's uh, been 25 years. Um, I've never seen him undress. Like I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't get any sort of. He's, he's really nice. He's sleeps in the else. front room. He doesn't eat that much. <laughs> he doesn't eat at all, actually, which I think is really weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, so it's man. just, it makes no sense.
0: Yeah, and it shows it in the trailer. I mean, come on. So this movie was just all over the place. It's just kind of funny to pick apart. And <laughs> it's just a, some plot holes that were pretty bad. Oh, my gosh.
1: And, okay, so off the right off the bat, what are your Terminator rankings? I've seen all of them, so I'll go first. Um, Terminator hey, yeah, 2, first. Terminator 1, Terminator Salvation dark fate um rise of the machines and then genesis like
0: clear s- down
1: at the bottom level did you see genesis yes it's so bad
0: Ugh. you know i'm probably gonna go with the same rankings exact same terminator 2 terminator 1
1: do you have dark fate at three no salvation oh uh, just
0: because yeah, it's go different salvation. it does something new i'll go salvation uh i haven't seen terminator 3 why not? Let's put that there and then. Dark Fate and Genesis.
1: <laughs> Terminator Three has a cool ending that's pretty different. That's like, oh, that's okay. You know, it's like you can tell that they were trying to do something different with this movie. It, it's the exact same thing as Terminator One and Two. Just yeah,
0: like, and the, the the ending was the same with um, you know.
1: Yes, it's <laughs> the ending the exact was same. very
0: similar, so to speak, with you know Terminator Two, besides the the melting part and all that.
1: Um. Yeah, any so, anything else you like? Uh, nah, no, I've already said my piece. <laughs> I've said it. <laughs> if you have one color, any color in a room ruin the the whole <laughs> oh, oh, the whole yeah. layout of a room. And Sarah Carter just looking at him like, "Uh, are you, are you ready to fight? Like we're yeah. about to get in back." Okay, one other thing, one other thing super quick before we go. Um the Grace, the Mackenzie Davis character Mm-hmm. It's interesting because in the beginning they set her up as she's like still human and it's like, Oh, cool, like she's like, you know, vulnerable. And then the third act comes in, it's like, oh, she's not vulnerable, she's a like superhuman. And same with Sarah it, Connor and same with everyone. Sh- they tumble sh- down a she needs dam. A, she not water. Die.
0: She needs a water, electrolytes. That's so dumb. <laughs> oh Antibiotics. All that good stuff.
1: Okay. So, um, yeah, don't even see it if you like the Terminator movies. Just, um, my, I don't know, like, my grade being a C is because I think it's well-helmed, and I think there are a lot of good, like, technical parts to it, but story-wise is so bad. Yeah. Yep.
0: I I agree, 100%. Yeah. Now, this is kind of fun to pick apart. Man, we haven't done this with a film since, geez. <laughs> Was it just... Jurassic
1: World? I think that's it. Hidden Kingdom? Uh, Man, we did. Just, <laughs> yeah, we, hidden kingdom. I remember of, that. That was a, that one. If you
0: guys haven't listened to that pod, go go enjoy that. We we jump right in. We don't even like have an intro. We just go. How bad was it? <laughs> Sheesh. The, <laughs> uh, the title of that is uh, bad dinosaur, by the way. So, like, episode seven,
1: take seven,
0: take seven. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah we're learning. We're learning. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I I, I want to ask you this question. What are like the biggest red flags of movies coming out? It's like, like for example, the um, the current war movie that just came out about like Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison. In the trailer, it was like the current war director's cut. Oh and my <laughs> god! Like, oh wow, you have no confidence in this movie at all if you're putting director's cut in the in like the theater title. Uh,
0: I, you know, I will say this about a trailer. I've I, uh, midway. I saw the midway trailer again before. Terminator oh, that is getting I terrible reviews, too. and the director for A Day After Tomorrow, and uh, the, he directed Independence else. Day. Independence Day, yeah, the new one. It looks so. No, and the original. Oh, he did. Oh, it yeah. looks so bad. I want to go see Midway just to be like, "Are you kidding?"
1: And Wait, what did it say you, in the trailer that like threw you off?
0: I didn't say anything. Just the visuals. I'm like, golly, like <laughs> it just looks fake. <laughs>
1: Damn. My my favorite thing is this Veterans Day weekend. It's like
0: yeah, yeah. Oh gosh,
1: this again.
0: Uh, I mean, geez, like sure. I, I I love a I love a good war movie. Like I love Hacksaw Ridge, Saving Private Ryan. But this one, if this was directed by, gosh, Christopher Nolan or um
1: oh it, there was one. It was it was called Dunkirk, Dunkirk and it came oh, out I know, last I year. I know
0: I know <laughs> I know that. But I'm just saying if Midway was also directed by him or yeah, Mel yeah, Gibson yeah. even you know
1: crazy mail could have been fleshed out <laughs> so um,
0: <laughs> i always take trailers a great assault but you know i i just would say i like staying away from trailers and just going in blind it's fun
1: yeah and my my last little thing about terminator i forgot to mention this um was a message from uh a, one of our suites, uh mark simpson he said the last time the terminator franchise was relevant we weren't even alive so <laughs> That's,
0: <laughs> it's so true.
1: that's the, there we go. Cap that off. Yep. We're, they're
0: rehashing it. They're trying to grow this from the ground up for people that have probably never even seen Terminator 1 and 2. So.
1: My kids aren't even going to be aware that there are five true. other Terminators after T2. True that, Mark. Well said. No, thank you. Any other, any other red flags that you've noticed from movies lately? I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I keep forgetting to ask you.
0: No. What about you? What are you? What were your thoughts?
1: I just think like anything where it's in the title it says like the number one highest grossing action movie of the week last year, last week, and I, yeah, you know, it's Maleficent. It's like oh, it made like thirty million dollars. <laughs> like, I guess you can put that in there, but you know, um, not really. Like, or if it's like a remake and they announce that the original people are back just as a gimmick to get everyone to go see the movie, even though it's not good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Those are, like, right off the head, right off the top things that I can think of, but, like, anything you know, that's director's cut or the unrated.
0: Just let the let the movie speak for itself. I mean, I think it's great to have some reviews and be, like, the director of this and that and whatnot. Oh, but my gosh. Tries, tries a, I've noticed some movies try to validate themselves, and they're trying to sell it. They're trying to get seats. They're trying to get bums in the seats, and... Oh, heck, uh, heck yeah. Get some, popcorn. get some
1: dollars in their, in their pockets. Yeah, sure. My favorite uh, s- one. Hold on one last <laughs> one. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> it says, the producers of get out <laughs> and like the producers of from the producers get out and saw it's like Blumhouse every time because it's the only two like well-known and positively reviewed movies they've ever released.
0: Yeah. And it gets yeah. people in the seats. What, uh, what movie was that for? Blumhouse?
1: Uh, it was for that black Christmas movie. It's like from the producers. Of oh, Get out. Okay. Yeah. So just little things that you know, okay. Yeah. Anything where it says from the producers, like not even like they don't even involve the director because the producers have little to say about the movie. That's always something fun.
0: Yeah, you gotta you gotta be leery. You gotta be gotta be uh, aware. Now I will say next weekend again, here we go. Doctor sleep. We'll have a we'll have a review on that. Uh last Christmas I'm going to try to get to that and jeez is that it parasite is playing nearby me I might get to that this week we'll see I've just heard just positive positive, positive things about that film Yeah
1: we will get you guys a review of parasite even, I'm dying to see it Even JoJo
0: Rabbits gotten some good stuff and that's playing quite close by like West Jordan area so Yeah
1: There's a slate oh, is of it movies really? it's out there yeah. gosh dang dude yeah nothing's out here Parasite's playing in Springfield so I'd have to drive two hours again to go see it and like <laughs> just I need a break
0: yeah you can't <laughs> do that every break. weekend
1: we will be in Houston this weekend for a uh, Travis Scott's Astroworld Fest so super excited
0: for hey, that hey yeah. okay I know sweet sweet that used to be our intro music <laughs>
1: <laughs> for two episodes I think by copyright we can't even have that in there so we have I to know. take it out Oh, 11. I love that. What a great what a great what a great take.
0: Hmm, always always a pleasure. Uh take 58 folks will be up next week. And send us send us your thoughts, send us your reviews, whatever whatever you've seen, we will read it. We will we let will. It you guys be have seen heard. it.
1: We've proved ourselves.
0: Yeah, you know. Love that. All right. Well, that's it. Everybody stay sweet. Have a great week and uh enjoy the first week of November.
1: Oh, just please stop. <laughs> sweet. Sweet.